I am unashamed. What about you? Well, my daughter is improving slowly. That girl. And, oh. Whew, it's it's been. Yeah, we've a, been getting a ton of questions about it. Yeah, it's been a marathon, but they said the first couple weeks were going to be rough, and they were. It's hard to prepare yourself, but it's hard to give updates because this is a marathon, and they're kind of monitoring. It. You know, we're flying her back and forth once a week, just for so they can look and say, okay, everything's going according to plan, but. I'll tell you this. I mean, she's she's feeling better and starting to eat more because that's my biggest concern is you know because she's you lose a lot of weight during this process and uh, which is normal because you you, know, you have trouble. And she's not really big to start with. Well, right, but she's improving, and uh, you know I we we tend to you know we put we're all in with our faith and trust in God and you know meanwhile you got the global pandemic you have all these rules that are going on and you're in these hospitals and you know the things that I see on the world's approach and ours is so vastly different so I'm sitting somewhere in a hospital and they had a poster up there and it's you know there's this woman who's which was what was weird she's in the process of running but she's not sweating that's the first thing I noticed and there was a caption that said, for every five minutes that you, for every, no, hang on, I got this totally wrong. For every mile that you run, you save or you extend. I can't even remember how this went. Can we cut that and I'll start over? So I'm looking <laughs> at this poster. This woman is running. She's not sweating. And it says, for every mile that you run, you add five minutes to your life. <laughs> and I thought. I would have thought it would have said j just the opposite. For every five minutes or you run, you take five minutes off your life. I thought I'm, I'm, you know, in the world, we're looking for motivation. I'm, I'm all in with that. God's in control and he's the ultimate healer. And no matter what happens, we're good. But if you're looking for motivation, first of all, my, you know, my, the first thought that, that popped in my head, well, it depends on what's chasing you. Who were the two, uh, the two, who were the two actors who were the two actors who blew the train up and the bills went everywhere and they looked over there and all the horses were coming out of this? Well, what's what's that movie, the Western? Uh, I mean, Phil. Where they jumped off the cliff. I don't know how to swim. You've got it narrowed down uh, yeah. to a few hundred. It's Butch Cassidy, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. If that's the case, you had five minutes to have everybody run. Them suckers live to be 200 years old. Well, the second thought, the second thought I had was, Actually, you know, they didn't because they got they got shot up in Bolivia or someplace. Well, yeah. But the second thought I had after it, it depends on what's chasing you, because you're you know, if something's chasing you that's faster as in a crocodile or whatever, that that's just a lie. But the, the second thing I thought was, you know, Sai, he tell one of his top 10 stories is him getting chased by wolves when he was, what was he, a yeah. teenager? Do you remember? I mean, the details are fuzzy on that, even though I've heard that story a hundred times. 
But it, it says he was a it teenager. Kept getting bigger and bigger. The lie he was telling. <laughs> it got so big. At some point, he got all in and believed it. Within well, the tennis shoes of smoking and yeah, he smelt burning yeah, rubber was, during the it, process, it, and he looked down and his shoes caught on fire because of the friction created. He set yeah, all Olympic rec- records. That just show you the way that way it works. I, I, I've surveyed the stories he told, and I said just a bunch of bull. But uh, I said, you know, you know, half above and off, just a bunch of bull. But the naysayers said, oh no, Miss Robinson, no, what your brother has is talent. That it's it's talent. So yeah. in the in the in the movie making world, Sai is very talented because he can blow smoke with a straight face. Yeah. And then the smoke gets thicker and thicker as he goes. And they said, that is, would you do that? I said, no, I would not blow yeah. that much bull. He said, he will. He's talented. You're not. Sit down and shut up. So yeah. basically, that's what the movie guys told me. Well, what I'm going to tell him the next, well, time, uh, next time I see him, Al, is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell him, okay, you know why? Because he had the coronavirus. And, you know, now he's, he thinks he's indestructible, which technically he is. He has yep. the Holy Spirit. And yep. I'm going to say, you know why that you made it? Of course, he's going to say, well, hey, God heal me. He, he wasn't done with me yet here, Son, you know, whatever he'll say. And I'm going to say, and that time you ran the 14 miles with the wolves chasing you, you got all these, you accumulated the, and I'm going to tell him my little graphic, the the five minutes added. Uh, oh, that's right. From that one trip, I hadn't thought about that. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I, you know, in size, you got to understand size stories. They're sort of like mom stories. There's there's a truth there. Like he was probably out. He probably saw a coyote and it scared him and he ran away from the coyote. And then that turned into the 10 mile run. It, first yeah. it was one wolf and then it was three and then it was yeah. a pack. Then his then his tennis shoes exploded in flames. Well, <laughs> and and chariots are, of fire music started as he's running. Yeah. Y'all are my sons, and I, I'll give you a little little of, of summation of what this all boils down to. I think as I go forth now across America, whatever vehicle we use, whether it be podcast or just meeting together or going to places like Kentucky, uh, making many books, there is no end. Much study wearies the body. Now all has been heard. Here's the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it's good or evil. Here's the deal to all you listeners out there. Here's the format. We've told you, we pointed you to Jesus. We preached the gospel to you. It's been ongoing, and it's been a couple of years and all, all these episodes. Everybody now... My humble advice is for everybody, all of you, read the book of John. Oh, I like that advice. To find out who Jesus is and what grace is all about. Yeah. And then you must, for one year, watch at least 100 episodes 
of Gunsmoke <laughs> and Matt Dillon, and you'll see what law and order is all about. And it is not a outdated cultural depiction. You had me. You watch. You, so you got John and Matt Dillon. Yeah. You study both of them, a hundred hundred episodes at a minimum, because what Matt deals with in a law and order perspective is every known sin to mankind. They were full of envy, hatred, murder, strife, deceit, uh, coveting. Yeah. Everything is in Matt Dillon. He steps in as the law, and he will put a bullet in you very quickly if you're doing any of this mischief. Good Matt Dillon. Mm. Bad, the evil one, and all the sins. And it's every... Every episode, so here's that's my what take. it's about. Here's my take the on that. The frailty and I sinfulness was, of mankind. You were going through about focusing on Jesus. I was amen, amen, amen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when you got to Matt Dillon, I went, you know, in the African-American uh, church culture, they they do something I've talked about that I wish everyone did, is there amen, amen, and then they go, well, yep. which well. means... Learn about John the Apostle, what he said about yeah. Jesus, and learn what Matt Dillon did well. when he ran up on sinful men. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but you brought Boot up... Hill is shown very too, too very small, too small for what Dillon did. I, I, I br you brought up the Kentucky, because I told you, I, I was in Kentucky last night. Hang on, Jace, before, before you tell that story, I want to read a verse to right. sum up your thought because it struck into my brain. It's from 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who, who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, yeah. I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. And so, I, yeah, I just, for some reason, that verse popped into yeah. my brain. I like it. Uh, and and what he's saying is, is you where get is way that? more than five minutes of more time. You well, get right. immortality. Well, that That's was right. my point without being obvious. I yeah. mean, look, my, the third point on that was, that's it. I mean... I'm going to run a mile voluntarily for no reason without something chasing me, and you're going to give me five minutes? I just seem sit on the couch and eat some Cheetos. Then. It's, I not, like, it's not enough. I'm like, run this race, and you get immortality. Even Thank your you. mistakes as you go, the curves in the road, the running, the racetrack, whatever, you make them, you slip, you stumble, you fall, you get up, and you keep moving, and immortality is yours. I like the concept. Thank you. I mean, there's more. Look, that's it, first, it, the Bible. That's First Corinthians nine. Yeah, First Corinthians nine. Where is the verse that I believe is First Thessalonians five? That at the end, it's. I'll look it up real quick. It says, "May your whole body, soul, and spirit be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord." Isn't that? Isn't that yeah. First Thessalonians five? First Thessalonians. Uh, it is. And my point is. Look, my daughter has been through, I mean, it's hard for me to even, people ask, and I'm like, what, 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 it's indescribable here. So, and breaking I'm trying to. facial bones, breaking them, yeah. re, loosening them, straightening them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the, I mean, these surgeons these days. I, Some, oh, they're incredible. 
And yeah, that is. That's Matthew. Uh, I mean, uh, Matthew. First Thessalonians five twenty three. And what I was going to say is, she she wanted to go to teen church uh, last night, and I was like, "Do what?" Missy was sending me texts because I was on the plane because I went to Kentucky and did an event yesterday. I'll tell you about that in a sec. But I was like, "Do what?" I mean, my first reaction was, "That's a terrible idea." I mean, she's not. She just she just had surgery, and but then I realized, and that's you, been. Uh, little less than two weeks ago. Yeah. I'm like, and it's a small gathering, but you know, in our age of coronavirus, they're like, oh, you know, we don't want her to get sick or we, I'm like, she can't get any more sick than she has been. And, but it hit me about that soul and spirit. You know, for a teenage girl, all the surgery she's had, the emotional aspect of this is, is lost. I mean, here she is. She can't communicate. She's in this pain-stricken world for days and days and days and weeks, and she she wants to be with some people and and go She's to something lonely. godly, you know. And I'm like, good call, babe, because Miss I think is great for her emotionally, and she did, and it was fine. But and I thought, you know, it's pretty courageous because she's swollen and. And look, they had prayer for. I mean, it, it was it was great, and that's what the world doesn't understand that we're not just focused on the body. Because you know your famous line about working out and eating right, you'll die healthy, just like this running. You know, you can run and be in tip top shape. You're running through the mountains of Montana, and guess what? You encounter a bear and it starts chasing you. You lose. What what happened to all this five minute accumulation? You lost all your points in one episode with a bear. It, it's just there's a difference when you look at the wholeness of a human being and how it's relatable to what God offers us. It's just a way way better lifestyle. So I I think she made the right call. Hey, let's take a quick break. So, uh, Jace, if your credit card company found sus- some, if you had a credit card, I guess, uh, some suspicious charges on your card, uh, that's simple identity theft, right? It's annoying, but the credit card company will cover someone stealing, you know, from your credit card, which is, you know, that's that's kind of bad. But, but the time that the kind that you really got to worry about is the home title theft, where basically they take your home title. And no one covers it. Yeah, the bank doesn't cover it. The loan people don't cover it. And then you wind up, you know, getting stuck with someone else running up bills on your house. I mean, it's pretty amazing that it could even happen. Living with Sai, and yet it does. Exactly. So that's why you need Home Title Lock uh, to basically make sure you're protected. That someone can't go online, hack in someplace, and steal your home title. So what you do uh, is you need to go to HomeTitleLock.com. Uh, make sure that uh, register your address. Make sure you're not already a victim. You own your home, and you enter the code radio. They're going to give you 30 days of free protection. So that's HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code radio. The guy who first started the jogging craze, he died jogging of a heart attack. Yeah, and look, we're well, I'm trying to we're all out- for getting in shape, but it's just. You know, I'm I'm saying it's it's just when you put all your eggs in that basket, what 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 are you really doing here? 
you know? What I'm trying to figure out is, okay, a pandemic swept in out of China, got loose out of some, I don't know, lab. So this virus that comes from bats is unleashed on the world, and it, it starts rolling across the entire planet Earth, and people begin to die because of it. There's a rallying. Everyone gets together. So they 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 said, wear a mask, stay six feet from each other, spread out, don't get into large crowds. Went through that era, that part of it. They finally get a vaccine for it that they know works. Take this and you won't get it. And so that came but everybody's still wearing masks and still scattering out. I'm yeah. thinking, when do we turn the corner on this thing and say, you know what? We got a vaccine you can take now and you won't get well, it. That, yeah. So when do we say <laughs> we finally that. turn the corner? <laughs> the reason why is because every time there's... A- Every time you turn a corner, they put another corner up there. That's what you're missing. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out when do they say we got control of this thing and we've turned the corner. There's no end to the corner. So I turned it, uh, you know, yesterday because I went to Kentucky and I was going to try to deal with spiritual matters. Wasn't sure what I was getting into. And, you know, this events are, are always different. But, Al, you had been here a year and a half ago, I think you you preached yeah, at one of I their services, there, yeah. and uh, so yeah, they got so. me yeah. to come clean up. What Al? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> My point is, well. if we keep going like we're going now, <laughs> we're going to keep doing this, running the the COVID, whatever it is, running that one. Well, when the next one comes, <laughs> if we don't get rid of this one. Are we going, what do, fight fight both of them at the same time? Because if you wait long enough, there'll be another pandemic coming from somewhere. I'm trying to turn the corner on this, Phil. I, you know, there's nothing. <laughs> That's yeah. not turning the corner. I'm tur- Look, here's how I turn the corner. So I'm on the plane. Of course, you you know, on the, on the planes and in the airport, it's the strictest uh, of rules. You know, every, miserable. I'd say two to three minutes, there's a voiceover saying federal law, you will be jailed. There's no exceptions, you know. So, all right, wear your mask. Wear, everybody's wearing a mask. So I get to the location, and uh, on, on well, on the way, I have, you know how you have epiphany, you have ideas, and you say, because I, I, I don't have notes. I mean, I'm a one-message pony. I, I, share, I introduce Jesus. I usually go over the same things. <clears throat> My speech is wrapped around people's perception of us they see us on tv or they see you know that i have a good looking wife and they're like how did this happen which is a honest question i'm not making fun of it so then i in the speech share that we believe that god's in control and i go through your conversion and how the duck call business got started and then how the show came about you know size famous line on day one God's directing this. He told the director, ha ha, but we're not, we're not kidding. He really is. And then, you know, me meeting my wife was, I was looking for somebody to help me get to heaven. And I was trying to stay pure because I was a believer. And so I give her a speech saying, I'm not going to do anything, you know, touch you inappropriately. I'm looking for somebody to help me get to heaven. But that was the line. 
because she was like, awesome. That's who I'm looking for. So I, that's basically what the speech is. But when I go to churches, I feel like, and since we do so many of these podcasts, you know, there's a lot of things about religion, and we've talked about them many times, that we don't like. And, you know, from the hypocritical lives or even some theology that seems to be legalistic, we'll use that phrase, just meaning kind of rule-oriented and you have all these different religious groups on all these different street corners, and the perception of the world is they don't even like each other, really. They they argue and they fuss and fight over matters. So having said all that, I had this epiphany, and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do these things. And I, I wrote them down. I wrote down eight things that, and these these things are like things I thought were really good, and they're technically probably true, but that as I matured as a follower of Jesus, it was almost the exact opposite was true. And I'll I'll share them with you. And these are now I could be wrong on some of these. These were just ideas that popped into my head. So we're gonna what's that first John four that says test the spirits to see if they're from God. James, before you start, I just want to say I'm impressed you used the word epiphany. Uh I mean for Jay's yeah. vocabulary, that's a, that's an A+. Plus. I'll give you a thumbs and up he on got that. Each syllable, Excellent word. Each syllable was placed kids, at the right spot. The older my kids have gotten, <laughs> the more educated they've become, and they've actually helped my vocabulary. Because when I'm at the dinner table and they're talking, I'm like, no, wait a minute, what did you say? Playing the piano. He's like, no, epiphany. I said, oh, what does that mean? So then I'm like, I like that word. I'm going to use it. Because so, when I was in school in the early days, I wasn't paying attention. I was staring outside because some people are not designed to be put in a box with walls only to have a window for eight hours a day. I'm an outdoors person. So I thought I was trapped. I was like, please let me go outside. So I wish they offered. When we were in preaching school, Jays, you did, we didn't have a window. And you were just looking at the front, and then you learned how to sleep with your eyes open. Yeah, I did. Which I thought but was I a pretty neat trick. I quit that job because there was no window <laughs> in an office. I said, I can't. This is, there's a thin line between jail and here. I can't. I'm I can't identify with that. <clears throat> I must leave. I must leave. And so I said that. I said, I'm, I'm resigned. And they said, why? I said, there's no window. They didn't know what I meant. They thought he's lost his, you know, he's off his rocker. But I've often wondered, and I've questioned my my own uh, upbringing and my choices. I I spent total probably eight eight to nine years getting educated, being educated, yep. and then I then I leave that institution. Had the degrees, they're they're at back of my 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 diplomas are somewhere stored away in in the multitude of boxes and crates that Miss <laughs> K. Y'all's mother had gathered up. But I asked myself the other day. I said, you know, I spent seven or eight years uh, obtaining that, but then I get out and start making duck calls, fishing the fishing. river and making duck calls, and I'm thinking. How much, how much how much brains did I need? How many diplomas did I need? And how is that helping me with this yeah. hoop net that has a hole in it? 
So I'm patching the hoop net, catching the fish, making about two fifty a week. Then the duck call came along, and then Hollywood calls on us, and and I'm looking at how that worked. I said, you know. Yeah, I, I wasted a lot of time just cooped yeah. up like well, you're no, talking about, listen to some guy indoctrinate me on the current thing. And I never heard the word Jesus the entire time, eight to nine years, not one word. So I, I look at it now and I, I don't want to say it was a waste of time. Huh? So what good did that there's these no, diplomas? No, there's no doubt you were the you are, you are definitely probably the world's most educated hunter and fisherman or duck call maker and fisherman i would say you're probably at the top of your class so you got that going for you let's take a quick break all right at this rate we're never going to get to these things so let me now here's what i'll do (laughs) which is what happened to you right (laughs) look yeah so i give two speeches yesterday like 40 minutes a piece never brought one of these points up it is (laughs) so i'm like not worth it. So what are you doing? Just ad libbing, telling them stories? I mean, what are you? Well, I I, tell, I went through what I did. I, I introduced Jesus, but I basically, in a way, answer their questions about how how this happened. What are you doing here? Because one of the things I, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I tell a few jokes. I I mean, there's a, there was some obvious ones. You know, the name of their church was like East Side. And the, because I asked them what, this place was uh the the town was famous for and they said nothing so i was like "Ooh, that's good so i said i asked what this place was famous for and they said nothing well they all laughed i said well why don't we make this place famous for jesus which that's how i started and then you know i did my little i don't look like a preacher ha 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 i said now my brother did when he was here i said but he's the weird (laughs) brother And I told about why you're weird. You shave on a regular basis more than us. You wear khakis. Uh, You know, you talk funny. And so wear deodorant. Yeah. Yeah. They, they laugh. I was like, bays like almost every day. So then I was like, then we have the big brother, which is Willie. I was like, that was obvious on why he's the big, he's, he's not older. He just bigger. Uh (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) I said, then we have the wise member. You were the wise member of the family. Cy was the crazy member. So uh, they laugh. I said, Cy's favorite verse is 2 Corinthians 5.13. So I said, did my wisdom come from the diplomas I earned or from no, some other source? The wisdom <laughs> came from when you decided after you heard Jesus, when the uh, uh, Bill Smith shared Jesus with you, when you decided to... You you needed to turn turn this around. Bow to the king. Yeah, and you can't. And then I said, and I gave like four or five wise things you did when you came to my, you know mom's work and said I, I'm I'm doing this, you know, and you got you got a little teary eyed for the first time, and yep. then you moved to the other end of civilization, all in an effort to. I mean, I'm said these were. Then you said I got a duck call that I we're gonna make millions of duck. Well, these were wise decisions, but you were basing it on godly principles. So, I gave you the the wisdom, and I gave uh, Sai the insanity. So, so then somebody turns to Second Corinthians five thirteen, and they read the first half of it. They have no idea what that verse is, but it says if if we're out of the, our mind. Which the, the the translation the girl read the first one it said if we're crazy it's for it's for God or something it was like a 
easy to read translation. It was part, well, they all laugh, you know. I was like, you got to believe something about the man. I mean, he's nuts. And uh, then Kay's the kind one. And I talk about, I think yesterday I talked about the principle she has where everybody, she view, you know, mom, you think about even when we were young, even before she was in Jesus, she always views everybody with like they're the greatest person in the world. Like she wants to befriend them. How many times have we been to some swanky thing? You know, she's back there with the cook talking about recipes or talking to the janitor about whatever. I mean, she just has that ability where to make every person in the world feel special. Jace, when we leave a, when we, every time we leave a fancy hotel, but then we used to do a lot for the show and stuff in New York, every time without fail, the housekeepers and people that service things on the floor of the hotel would come and hug mom as we were leaving. Does that not happen, Dad? Every time yeah, we leave over one and of those, over. like over the Trump and over and over. So it's true. And yeah, and y'all, yeah, y'all, y'all know this about her, but what I'm trying to do is say, because these people don't know us and they see me, they think, boy, this is going to be something. You know, is he going to tell a few she guys? Brought the, she brought the woman in from the, uh, uh, what do you call them? The, 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 the big fancy hotels, you know, they, they clean Housekeeper. Up. Yeah, yeah housekeeper. housekeeper. Yeah. She brought one of them in one day, and she said, uh, she called me, she called her name and said she wants to, to hear some more about Jesus. She hasn't been in the country long, yeah. and she's got this job in New York at this hotel. So I shared the gospel with her. And listen, she came to Jesus, yeah. the, 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 the cleaning woman, the Miss Case. She said, I told you she was, I knew she was searching for God. So I preached the gospel to her, shared it with her, you know. Yeah, we could we do all a, cried and, yeah. and we, we all could do hugged. a whole episode <laughs> about her daily life it, with that one principle. But my point is, I get it all to where I introduced Jesus and say that's what that's that's what's made this function. And even though you enjoyed the show, it wasn't us; it was that spirit, God's spirit in us, that's attractive. And so then I'm like, if he can use us despite our flaws, he can use you. That That's basically, you know, that's, that, that's it. And so, and, and just to illustrate that point even more, they would, there, there were a few people always look for these godly encounters. They, they had a guy they brought in with down syndrome. His first, first guy I met, he's like, I'm your number one fan, you know, and what, you know, we just, I had these moments where I'm like, these, these guys are why I'm here because they have every reason in the world to quit, but they're the most positive, you know, of the lot. And uh, they brought in another, uh, it was a nine-year-old boy. I wasn't sure what is, he didn't look like there was anything wrong physically with him, but when he came and met me and all his family was there, <clears throat> and I think there, <clears throat> I think there'd been a tragedy uh, in their family. as like loss of life. But I'm not positive. I just sensed that the way it was going. But as soon as he saw me, he just busted out crying. And I knew why he was crying. He wasn't crying because, oh, he likes our show and he thinks I'm cool. And that spirit that I have that God given, that God gave me, the Holy Spirit, that that's the draw. And so you explain that to it. So I was like, come over here. You know, and I didn't ask him. He's nine years old. So I didn't get the details. And it was a lot of people in the room. But I had a, I had these uh pictures of my metal detecting Garrett 
gave me where you know, I can sign like an autograph or whatever. And I was like, look, this is going to seem weird because I'm giving you a picture of myself, which is, that's really weird. But you'll think it's cool. <clears throat> I said, but <clears throat> here's what I want to give you. And I just, I did the arrow coming down. And he's looking, you know, in the cross. And I just went through the gospel with him. I was like, no matter what you've been through, what this person did, that that's what you're drawn to. That That's what we live by, you know. So these moments to me are why I'm there. That's why I didn't get into these things because I'm just so tempted when I go to religious establishments. Because you know how it is, Al, because you work. You you work for in the church environment for years. I'm so tempted to get into these things because I'm like, have we missed this? So let me give you a few. I mean, we'll run through them quick. And you you tell me whether I'm crazy or whether I'm on to something. All right, hang on. Let's take a break. All right, number one, my life turned for the better when I stopped pursuing Jesus. Now, I'm going to stop there because you think, what? That's what we're supposed to be doing is pursuing Jesus. So I remember what I said. The rules are they sound great and are true, but there's a greater truth in here. So my life turned for the better when I stopped pursuing Jesus and realized he is pursuing me. So what? why would I put that down there? Well you probably finally realized the power of the grace of God. And I read Luke 15 numerous times. And I realized in John 12, when he said, by my death, I will draw all men to me. Meaning him accepting me despite my flaws is a greater motivation than me viewing Jesus like I'm driving down the road and someone tells me about Jesus, so I'll stop and pick him up as like an insurance card. You know, it, to me, it's like the principle I was going after here. It's like having insurance. You have the card, you put it in your glove box. Why? Well, in case something happens, you, you whip it out. And the difference in this philosophy is more like I'm the one doing the hitchhiking and Jesus comes by and I'm like, I'm going with you. You're in control. You're driving. You know, so yeah, basically stop. you're walking along, stumbling around and he pulls up and he says, uh, I know you're on a road right here and there's two kinds, the broad one or the narrow one. Follow me and you'll, you'll get it. Yeah. And remember, I said, these and are ideas. A, I, these are ideas. This is so work with me. Yeah. Work with me because both both are true. But I wanted to get your rebuttal. No, I, I like it a lot, and and I hadn't thought about it <clears throat> in quite that term, but a lot of people, a lot of people in our audience, so they're listening today, and this is going to strike them because some of you, have, I've seen your emails, they, they think they're pursuing Jesus, but they're actually pursuing things about Jesus or near Jesus, like, because they'll say, you know, I try to study my Bible more, I try to pray more, I try to do this, and they're they're frustrated because they they feel like they're in this pursuit of something they can't quite grasp. But to your point, if you just let Jesus do what he does, the other part comes much more naturally that whether than you pursue, because that's not pursuing Jesus, that's pursuing a lot of other stuff. Yeah. 
Okay, good. I'm glad we're we can like, go somewhere like here. Now look, I have enough firepower and verses and ammo in each one of these. We could do a whole episode on it. But I just wanted to introduce it and see what you thought. All right, number two, my life turned for the better. I, I phrased them all like this. When I stop viewing heaven as the goal. Let's stop a minute. Because everybody's like, what? <laughs> I thought, hang on. And realize <laughs> being with Jesus in heaven is the ultimate goal. Do you see the difference? Mm. Yep. And, and they have the, you're going to see every, every one of these principles have the same thing in mind. It is more humbling in the latter it's like oh because I, I know the verses that say we'll receive our reward and we'll but if you're just doing this and you're saying give me my reward i mean we've missed something here i mean why did he send jesus if this was all reward based on okay you do everything right and i'll give you a reward or you're introduced to Jesus, which is the plan of God. You realize that he's pursuing you. You surrender, which we'll get to here in a minute. Then you realize, oh, as we walk together, it's way more valuable and important to me to be with Jesus wherever we are than me thinking, oh, well, give me heaven. I did what I was supposed to do. Plus, Jesus himself said, I came to seek which is your point, and save the lost. Yes. By the Perfect. way, Perfect. The, the wisest man who ever lived said, this only have I found. God made mankind upright. Mm -hmm. You say, wait a minute here. God made them upright. We came out of our mother's wombs, Al. We were good. Good. No sin, right? Then we Great. were little children. But... God made mankind upright, Jace, to your point, but men have gone in search, in search of many schemes. Yeah. Well, I thought of Ephesians 2 to go along with this. Look, the only way you can make, this is where I had that idea. Ephesians 2, famous chapter in the Bible. We all used to be under the kingdom of the air, you know, the evil one. And, and we, they walk right by the field full of full of gold, treasure. They, yeah. walk, they walk right by it. Well, right. Never saw it. Well, we were all under the kingdom of the air, and we had the cravings of sinful man, but because of God's grace, he saved us, not because of what we've done, but because of what he did. It's by grace you've been saved. But there's a verse in between there that says, and he seated us with him in the heavenly realms. Now, that's where I got that idea. I'm like, according to this, because of Jesus accepting me, I'm in heaven. I just haven't realized it physically, but spiritually, you know, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in, Christ lives in me. Well, he's at the right hand of God. And guess who else is there? We are. <laughs> so... You know, we do this by faith. I mean, it makes more sense when you look at the latter than the former when you read that from this perspective. I know we're running out of time, so let me these next few I'll go through because I've talked about them before. Hey, hang on, Jace. 
Hang on, right. let's take one break. And and I want to I want to mention to your the former point just to think about that not only do people look at heaven and not in, in the right comparison to being with Jesus, but a lot of people look at heaven as just I don't want to go to hell, which well, has right. very little to do with Jesus. So I think right. e- any of that, if you're Jesus focused, you, you're where you need to be. And look, I think this is a maturity thing because I do think. You know, it got my attention when I was 14. I was like, oh, Jesus is awesome. And I don't want to go to hell. Because when you're immature in the faith, that that is appealing. As you continue to move on, you realize, oh, this is all about Jesus and his grace and being motivated by that. But at first, being scared, you know, not wanting to go to hell, perfectly legitimate reason, if you believe it's real. Which we do. Well, Dad, I think you and I could you and I could safely say that for the few years on earth that we've been here, that we did it without Jesus, that was hell. Yeah, it was. All right, number three. <laughs> number three, my life turned for the better when I stopped keeping the rules. We've talked about this. And you know what I mean, the rule. Do this, do that, don't do this, do that. I stopped trying to keep the rules and started – and realized I needed to have the attitude of Jesus. I get that from First Peter four one that says, "He who suffered in his body uh, is done with sin," because it says have the same attitude of Jesus. And so we've talked about that before, but it's more motivation where you're doing the right things, but you're not doing it because the rule said it. Because at some point, you're not going to keep the rule. And I think we've done other podcasts on that. Any quick thoughts yeah. on that? No, that's we move you're on. spot on. And we have right. spent, spent quite a bit of time talking yeah, about Yeah, in Colossians 2, you can read that if you're a first-time listener. All right, number four, my life turned for the better when I stopped focusing on how we are to worship rather than who. I've also talked about mm-hmm. that before. Every different religious group has a different way about how we're going to do this. And if you pile up all the arguments in the religious world on that, why don't we focus on who? That's what what this Bible does. Jace, they call them the worship wars is what I've always heard them go, which isn't that crazy? Something to war about worship. Okay. Uh, number five, my life turned for the better when I surrendered to Jesus outside the building, the church building. And y'all know where I'm going with that. I mean, it's the same concept of we keep our our following Jesus inside the building versus outside. Thoughts? I, I would just say Hebrews he, Hebrews thirteen twelve. Jesus suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood, because that whole thing was written about people inside Israel. But then he made the point, kind of like what you're talking about, Jace. What we do in modern times, we make the church building the temple. Yeah. And he's saying, look, Jesus went outside there. I, you know what I have written down under that Hebrews thirteen, but that, Hebrews. that's ironic. <laughs> so, so the bottom line is. We walked out the door, as I tell them from time to time. I said, just remember this. When you walk out the door of this building in about 20 minutes, I said, we've been here a couple of hours. I said, you walk out and you get in your rig and you drive away. 
I said, worship did not stop mm. when you walked out these doors. It just continues. Exactly. I said, you open the door and you walk out. And how's it going to be at your workplace tomorrow? I like this one right here. Uh, when this priest, Jesus, had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And another text somewhere says that he seated us with him in the heavenly realms. Since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool because by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Mm -hmm. As you, Like you said, you started out, you didn't want to go to hell. But that text gives a little more insight if you know because of your position, yeah. you've been made perfect. So yeah. that's pretty close to heaven on earth, exactly. even with its struggles from time to time. I agree 100%. All right, let me do six because we're running out of time. My life turned for the better, and this goes in with the last one. When I stop looking for people to share Jesus with, I'm going to pause because you're like, well, I thought that's what we were supposed to do. And realize the Lord sends them every day. Way <laughs> more than trying to drum them up. <laughs> I don't have to go look. Right. You know who the greatest conversation right. about Jesus that I had on this whole Kentucky trip were the people who were driving me around. <laughs> we got into yep. their life, their former life, their kids, their... We laughed, we cried, all of us. I mean, it was a Jesus experience. We bear hugged them at the end and came back. I mean, that's before the, you got to the. I never got to the event. I mean, this is it. Here we are. We're having Jesus conversations. And if you'll, I think that's why Jesus made that point. Now, this is an obscure point that I don't think we've ever made, but Jesus used a phrase often in the New Testament. He said he had, he'd say, he who has ears, let him hear. Why would he say that? Because basically, if you have the ability to listen, these are the, the targets. People with ears. Yep. Why else would he say that? I mean, I, I think he just got drastically simple and realized that if you're around people who can listen, I'm sending them. Here, here you go. Don't drop the ball and make me send them to somewhere else. Because there's a lot of people who put their hands over their ears when they don't want to hear what's being said and Excellent. rush at you to kill you. I thought about that. that <laughs> yeah. That's uh, Stephen in, in Acts 7. Yeah. yeah. I did a whole lesson about yeah. ears. And, I mean, I could have done better if I'd have been a little more mature. All right, verse 7. My life turned for the better when I quit trying now, this one's obvious, and everybody will agree, trying to do it myself. And I'll stop there because there is a lot in the Bible about accountability and responsibility and providing, and and so a lot of times we appreciate that. But ultimately, it is about the next part of it and realize I surrendered to Jesus. You know, and obviously the first place I wanted to go here was, you know, baptism, because that's the only thing I can think of that it represents. It, you're not doing anything. You're not earning anything. You're basically right. 
surrendering, and if you read Romans 6, you're you're dying and you're being buried, and he's replacing your the you know your spirit as the navigation instrument with his. I, I just don't know where there's room for you to have any control from that point moving forward. I mean, you're basically going to spend the rest of your life trying to let him work in your life through the minor decisions you make. And I, I know y'all agree with it. And the last one is my life uh, turned for the better when I began to focus on the journey and the process, not necessarily the destination and the result, which that's kind of like the heaven one. But the reason I got that idea is I was reading in John chapter seven, when Jesus, it's a, you know, John seven doesn't stick out. You know, when we study John as like having anything major in it, but there's a, there's a couple things in there where he says, you know, my time hasn't come yet. And, you know, his brothers came to him and they're like, you need to go public. No, I mean, nobody wants to be a public figure acts in secret, you know, which they didn't even believe in him, believe who he was. It's giving him terrible no. advice. But that thought popped into my head about, can you imagine Jesus being a being who's not bound by time? He's an eternal being. He becomes a man. And now all of a sudden he has to wait. He, he has to go through a process that's going to save us. And I know that if Jesus, who is our Lord, did that, then there's that trickles down to us. There's a process that goes along and, and with God's timing that we have to realize and that we have to work in, which it develops, you know, perseverance and, and character and, and obviously produces hope. So final thoughts. I know we're out of time. I like you. I like your thinking, Jace. I do too. I I think maybe on a future podcast we'll break those down a little further because there's there's a lot of there was a lot of meat still on the bone we didn't get to. So well, I'll sum Good it stuff. up with this. I I think I offended some people in Kentucky because I said, look, if you're over forty, I'm not talking to you. I said because you quit listening a long time ago. <laughs> and I said I can say that because I'm not a preacher and I'm. I don't over- know about that, Jay. Well, I said it to try to get them to do the opposite. <laughs> yep. Because I, we make up our minds about these principles, and here I took eight things that everybody would agree with on the first part of, and then thought, oh, wait a minute. And my whole point is be open-minded. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube, and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.